Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. And George has now seen ten whole movies. Can you believe that? Wow. Ten. That's one one for each finger and one for each <laughs> thumb. Yeah. What? One for each fanger. 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 <laughs> Don't hit it too hard. Don't fanger it. You gotta fanger it. If you want to be Arkansas. Right. Fanger. Fanger. If I-N-G-E-R, Fanger. Shout out to all my homies in Arkansas. We're in Jersey, and we hit everything hard. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Uh, We're from Jersey. We finger hard. Hey, uh, George. We hit that G hard. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, George, we've we've put you through a lot uh, the past uh, 10 weeks or so. For this next uh, lesson in American recent film history, we're going to go to the year 1999. Travis, you want to tell him what he's won? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to announce that George Warner will be watching The Matrix. I'm very excited about that. Starring Mel Gibson. Can you imagine? Yeah. A very, very fine addition to the Keanu Reeves uh, cache of movies. A guy you can't make fun of anymore because now he does awesome movies and is actually pretty good in them. I never made fun of him. I've always been a fan. Have you seen Bram Stoker's okay. Dracula, Travis? Yeah. <laughs> he's terrible. Like He's whoa. terrible on speed, too. Whoa, but he's vampire awesome. guy. What? <laughs> whoa. Hey, bloody guy. <laughs> dude, oh, dude, man. is that Hannibal Lecter over there? What? Yeah. What? Isn't he, in, isn't he in like Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure? Yeah, he's he Bill and Ted in every movie. That. Yeah. Yes, he was playing himself. And he'll be Bill or Ted, whichever one he is, again uh, <laughs> this year when the next one comes out. <sighs> anyway, George. Everybody on this side of the bus. Yeah, good stuff. Anyway. Oh, man, the bus that couldn't <laughs> slow down. <laughs> hey, George, uh, what do you know yeah. about The Matrix, man? Only what I've seen in memes. Okay, well, you've got a little bit of, uh, well, it depends on which memes you've seen, but I, I bet we're going to illuminate some things, but first got to show you the darn thing. So what do you say, Travis? We kick him in the butt and send him off to school. Yeah, don't forget your lunch money. All right, George, you're plugged back in. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Are yeah. you plugged back in? That was good. All yes. Right. So Is this real? Or is it not real? Does it matter? Right. Mo- like, most likely, most likely not. Is math real? Because <laughs> Twitter is giving me mixed messages this week. <laughs> yeah, so. I'm I'm not on Twitter, so I don't know what's going yeah. on. Me I'm not either. part of the Twitterverse. Real quick, I'm just a give me a, a quick George summary of how you feel after watching The Matrix for the first time. Okay, this is a movie. You know how you guys are always telling me that I need to just let the movie take me. F- you know, along for the ride. Yes. This movie did that. Nice. Really? Yeah. High five, really Travis, did. from across the country. Yes. Yeah. Halfway. Nice. Yeah. Well, he's been looking forward to watching this, I think, for a long time. Before we even decided to do this, he's been talking about this movie. So You know, there's this I weird think we're actually thing, doing George, this for this movie. where <laughs> if you're really excited to watch a movie, did you know you could just watch a movie? <laughs> <laughs> no yeah well yeah it's it's one of those things that 
you know, me and you and Travis have been talking about doing a podcast and, and it almost, once we started talking about doing a podcast, I thought every movie that I wanted to watch, you waited. I, I was just like, nah, I gotta, we gotta, we gotta start the podcast first. So glad you waited. Me too. Till marriage. That was awesome. I mean, it did take us 21 years to get here, but we're here. Yeah. Thank goodness. Yeah, you waited till this marriage to watch The Matrix. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, too, because awesome. I was watching it again today uh, in the new 4K release. I know you guys love it when I update you on the resolution of my movies. But, yes. But uh, I watched the new release. <laughs> it looked really good, as you can imagine. Lots Did of nuance. Did any of it suffer? No, it Did all, it it all holds now? up. All the special effects. They, This movie, keep in mind, this is still, I think, probably shot on 35 millimeters. So uh, right, they still right, had right. like a certain... You know, level they had to reach with those special effects. They they held up pretty well. But let me tell you, five minutes in, I'm thinking, ooh, is George gonna <laughs> like this movie? Right. Very. And then felt, about ten minutes dated. in, for real, I was like, do I like this movie? Right. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, <laughs> this is so dated, and I'm like, they did that on purpose. Like, it's it's a fake environment, so they made it seem so just like even the computer screens and. When he's talking to Trinity, it's like that old style green uh, digital font. Yeah. And it's like it's like the beginning of computers. And I'm trying to think. I thought we had like IMAX by then. Yeah, like nobody <laughs> used yeah. DOS right, anymore right, right. at this I was, point. I was on a computer in 1999. My computer did not still look like that. No. No. So I think they did that on purpose. Although he was a hacker. And right. I know that hackers go in through the back Shut and they use that's what the said. terminal or, the, or DOS or whatever. You, so maybe... If you weren't a hacker in 1999, but even at his job, at his fake job, like that cubicle was so like stereotypical. I felt like I was watching nine to five for a second there. Like it was just so like 1982 office. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Google. Now that you mentioned that, though, the office I used to work in up until I moved here, we did have those exact cubicles, and we also had that exact lobby and. We actually did have the giant CRT monitor when I first started working there circa 2008. So, like, actually, I think his monitor was a little more advanced than my first monitor. Okay. So, is this movie, you know, okay, maybe maybe parts of it, parts of the world were still like this in even 2008. Right, right. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, and that I can attest to. It reminded me too much of Ghost Rider. Do you guys ever remember that show from PBS? Yes. The Mm -hmm. first episode we watched with the kids the other day. It is the opening of the Matrix. <laughs> I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I know where Matrix <laughs> borrowed this from 20 years later. And I guess eight years later? It had that hackers uh, feel to it, too. Like, Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you saw the movie Hackers. Oh, uh, oh I th- th- you're no, referring a to a movie. Okay. Yeah, no, there's I a movie called hackers, hackers, and it came out like a th- around the same time. Like It, it brought me back. Because I, I was working at the movie theater when this came when this came out, and I felt the same thing. I'm like, oh my god, he's this is going to be the third movie that we picked, and he's going to hate it. I know it. And then, like the fight scenes, the beginning, the simulation kung fu stuff. I'm like, is he going to think this is corny? So I, I kind of was watching it over. I was over watching it. Okay, so with the the simulations, right? You know, when he was learning kung fu and he was uh, fighting. Morpheus Mm -hmm. in the Kung Fu simulation or the training module or whatever. Um, It, it didn't look quite right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It didn't look like real life, but it, you know, it's supposed to look like that. Right. right? It's a, it's a simulation, right? It's a training module the day after they do that 
kung fu and then the jump simulation and then he goes to bed and then the next scene it's morpheus and neo in the real world mm-hmm. and the lady with the or the girl with the red dress right whatever and that is also uh, you find out is a training right. module um that training module looked better than the kung than the kung fu right. training module to me yeah so the fact that they you know they looked kind of cheesy when they were in the different simulations i was like yeah well it's, it's a simulation right yeah. Uh, Morpheus, Morpheus George would like you to upgrade the fidelity of your <laughs> kung fu dungeon no, so that I'm we can okay even out with the real world simulation. <laughs> Is that okay? Can we do that? <laughs> so before any any of this, guys, I have to we have to talk about the bug in the guts. Yeah. Can we talk about the yeah. bug in the guts? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when awesome. I was a kid, that was completely unnecessary. And now that I am an adult, I feel like it's Still completely necessary. necessary, but I think we'll get into that later. What did you think about the bug in the guts, George? I don't know. Were, were they trying to maybe do an homage to Alien or something like that? Like, what's I, the I deal with the, uh, oh, we think you're bugged. Like, that That was too on the nose for me. I didn't like right. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like, yeah, it was... <laughs> I think it had... Uh, I I loved it because it kind of had that feel of you know you're born connected through your umbilical cord, and that's where it went into his body. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, they purposely it could have gone in through his eyelids, it could have went in through his mouth, it could have went in through his nostrils, could have went, went through his ass, could have went through his ass. Yeah. His, that's a different you know, movie. <laughs> that's the Mantrix. <laughs> don't don't yes. rent that one. <laughs> or do we don't judge. Or do yeah, it's up to you. Um, that's your thing. Uh, yeah, so I I enjoyed that, and I I enjoyed the uh, the the animation of it was pretty good for the time because I know computer generation was taking uh, uh, the front seat of a lot of movies at that point. They they'd started really enjoying themselves with the the computer generation. So yeah. it didn't, it, it still looked like a special effect, but it still had a practical feel. So it did, it was, I, I what that. was great was how they ejected it. Mm. That oh, was awesome. What, like sucked it out. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool. It's like In they the took car. the x-ray machine from a dental office, but made it a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was cool. And that was neat. Cause I was watching it with my 14 year old and he was, he was lost the whole time. He's like, what the, and I'm trying to explain to him like, Okay, when they when they look like they're prisoners, they're in real life, and when they look like they're cool superheroes, that's inside the Matrix. So I was trying to explain it to him because he's he has issues when it starts getting involved in like time jump and all that stuff. You need to show him uh, what's that layered dream movie? Inception. Like Inception? Yeah, Inception. Yeah. Well, I I tried to tell him it's kind of like what they recently have done with the Doctor Strange movie. You should have just he told liked. him it's like a video game. It basically, the uh, Matrix that's what I is like when you're playing it's uh, when you're in your video game, Minecraft, mm-hmm. or whatever. But he was kind of getting, he was trying to figure out. And I said, "Look, they have hair here. They don't have hair here. They're like they're trying to show you different <laughs> ways they look. <laughs> They've got hair so. on these parts. They don't have so much hair on these parts. They're really smooth. <laughs> it's a biology <laughs> class now. <laughs> I just meant they look well. Like no, yeah, they we, almost look like superheroes. When we they know. were inside the Matrix. That you know, Keanu Reeves' hair was like perfect. But then when he when they were in the real life, yeah, he looked like a, his head was shaved. Yeah, and he, you know what it. I mean. Yeah. So I was just trying to explain to him that that's what they were doing to make you know when they were going from different point to different point. And he was just like he was getting lost, and I was like, oh my god. But 
Well, uh, he needs to watch it a couple more times. But yeah, does the fine. bug in the guts? But he liked it. Does the bug in the guts write a check that the movie never cashes? Because at the beginning, it, it really feels like it's going to be like a body horror picture. You know, like it's going to be mm. shivers or something. And then, uh, oh, that's the last time they ever do that. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So we, it's a weird like start without a finish. Well, they kind of show the brutality of the AI with the um, Sentinels. So it's kind of like that thing was like a mini version of the Sentinel. Oh, can I just can I just say that I didn't know that AI was the villain of this movie until I watched it. Oh. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Right. That AI and and you know when he when uh, Neo woke up, you know, uh, in his chambers. in his yeah, mm-hmm. in that bath or whatever, and you see that you know there's towers and towers and towers of people in these little chambers. And that it's robots, or not robots, but AI uh, yeah. that are, you know, and then you hear the storyline of how they're harvesting, you know, humans for their energy, basically using them as batteries. Had no idea. Zero. Had never even heard the concept before. Yeah. No, that was, I don't want to say it was new to me, cause, but I've seen it so long ago that when we watched it yesterday, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I totally had forgotten all that. I just thought it was you know, some kind of company that was just running people's lives, kind of like a an elite group. Yeah, that's that's what I yeah, thought. I like the AI part of it. I never even Yeah, and and I didn't even know that, you know, like the like the Sentinels, they look like, you know, like giant squid or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh but they're, you know, they're mechanical, right? I I didn't, you know, none of that is in like the previews or the right. memes or anything like that. Yeah, it um, had had kind of a Terminator thing to it, like it was. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah, totally. But yeah, I that took me by surprise. Now, if I were on the marketing team for the Matrix, I'm gonna confess to you guys that if I were trying to sell this movie, I would keep the AI and like the ship stuff out of the commercials mm. because it's freaking boring. Or was that just me? Right. Like anytime they're in the Matrix, this movie engages me, and anytime they go back right. to the pink pod water hoses floating brains that should kill him but just let him escape and then right. I mean <laughs> what sorry you lost me are we on the oh we're back guns 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 right 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 yeah I think the part that really killed me this time was the gun stuff just isn't that I mean I don't know when I was 14 or whatever seeing a guy do a cartwheel with a gun was cool now yeah. it's just like oh more guns Cool. And the shower, the showering of casings falling. On. It's like, yeah. it's like, a, it's almost like an art film, <laughs> in a way. You're waiting mm. for the white dove. <laughs> yeah, the white dove to fly by. I think the uh, the real life stuff would have been less boring if they went. I guess I don't, I don't want to say that if they went kind of like the Alien Three route, where they kind of really gave you some really meaty characters to really kind of hope. For them, like these guys were just people to die. Like I, I, they were only developing a few of the people. They didn't develop everybody. Yeah, they could have at so. least worn red shirts. Give me a little splash of color, <laughs> right. you know? Right. Just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the development and and maybe more more stuff going on in that environment. Because there there were parts where you kind of were, uh, I, I don't want to say on the edge of your seat, but they never really showed you too much of the danger until they wanted to show you and then you were like oh shit but it was so quick like you didn't it didn't have that suspense 
It was yeah. more like a sense of urgency. It wasn't like Alien where you're like, there's just two hours of it's, of what the freak's going to happen in these corridors. Yeah. I was actually, uh, when I when I was watching it uh, on the DVD and the DVD started skipping, I realized that I was an hour into it or like an hour and a couple minutes. And I thought I had been watching for like 15 minutes. Hmm. First 35 so, minutes really fly. Yeah, it does. No yeah, complaints. it was... Yeah, um, but I, th- but I thought at that point, wow, I've watched this movie for like an hour and I still haven't seen any of the action that this movie is known for. Yeah. Right. You know? But you did see him wake up and then he woke up again and then he woke up in the thing <laughs> and then he woke up again and then wait, he wakes up again, but this time he's There's got a hose in his back and then he wakes up again and this hose is different, but it's also in his back. Did they ever explain why Morpheus... Now, I, I could be totally wrong here, but I I was looking for it and I didn't see it. Morpheus did not have the plug on the back of his head when he was in the Matrix. He didn't have it, obviously, but they never really right. showed it when they were walking around in real life. He has to have it. But he had to have it because he was hooked in. Yeah. But he has I, to have I was wondering why they made the choice to not really... Because they showed uh, Neo's the whole time. They couldn't show Trinity's because she had hair. Maybe right? Lawrence but Fishburne was like, no, you're not putting a giant anus <laughs> on the back of my head. <laughs> That's true. I don't imagine no, you hey. tell Lawrence Fishburne what to do. No. He seems really cool. Yeah, I like him. And he plays that, that character really well. When this movie came out, it was basically like an hour lead up, and then it was the lobby scene, and then we were all hooked. So mm-hmm. had you seen the lobby scene in like pop culture stuff besides like commercials? Were no. you aware of that shootout at all? Mm, no. The shootouts that I had s- that I was kind of fami- familiar with beforehand was on the rooftop with the uh with the agent where the agent dodges all the bullets. Right. And then Neo, Neo does a limbo. The Matrix move. As it's, yeah. I mean, still, he, if you look yeah. at Matrix GIF, that's got to be your top two results, right? Like, right. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. I didn't know about the lobby, uh, the lobby shootout. There's a cool scene in True Lies that kind of does that same thing. They do it in the bathroom. Okay. Like a like a public restroom, and every ceramic tile in that bathroom gets blown up. Now, did they yeah. use guns, <laughs> or were they just doing it in the public bathroom? <laughs> I think they were guns. Yeah. And then I think they did the whole gag where they reach for a gun and they both pull the trigger and it's empty. Then they reach another for another gun and they pull it up and they put it in each other's face and it's empty. So they do the same gag. Mm. But it works. Yeah, at the time they even had like a way for nerds to check the performance of your video card with like a simulation based on that scene but in the Max Payne engine. I remember all of us being mm. like, "Ooh, I got an mm. extra 200 points on my on my 3D video card score." <laughs> And the other guy's being like, well, I don't care. As long as I get to see the lobby scene, I'll run it again. It's cool. <laughs> God, to be a nerd in the early 2000s was good times, kids. I like the lobby, lobby scene, but I kind of like the escape from the building scene better when they go down through the water wall. See, I'm just all about that minigun on the helicopter. Yeah, it's pretty That sweet. seems like did, way overkill. How did he not shoot Mor- Morbius? I don't Morbius? Is it Morbius? Morpheus. 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 I'm th- I, I got more. I got a uh, Mobius in my head because I I almost bought a uh, 
Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 101 recently. I mean, you say that, but really we all know you were listening to Moby on the way to George's place. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what I was mm, doing. Mm, mm, no, he's talking about Morbius. Scratch that. Reverse it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was watching this this afternoon after work, and uh, I got to the end. Now, my kids are huge Rage Against the Machine fans because I'm a good right. dad. And mm-hmm. so I uh, I paused it right at the very, very end, right as he's talking, before it zooms out of the phone. I'm like, hey, guys, come here, check this out. And the second he hangs up that phone and the first chord from Wake Up comes on, both my kids lose it. So they're like, we know this song. <laughs> so that part still works. That's awesome. <laughs> so the soundtrack to this movie, George, I assume you don't own it, but you should because it's amazing. Mm. This is actually mm. one of my like top five soundtracks of the 90s. This and uh, what, Batman Forever? Batman Forever's on there. Uh, no laughing, George. It's actually quite good. Uh, I'm laughing because <laughs> I was joking. No, have you heard the Offspring song that's on there? Or the, no, uh, I like it. Yeah, no, it's good. And then I think Godzilla had a good song. Godzilla was too. right up there, too. Yeah. And then the, the Dark Horse mm. of the 90s, man. Dumb and Dumber. Hell, Dumb and Dumber. Hell of a soundtrack. Yeah. Good stuff. That and Empire Records. Oh, Empire Records is good. But anyway, uh, George... Uh, the yeah. one thing about the soundtrack that doesn't hold up for me so much is the first major song is Dragula, and it's a Silly Club remix. Mm. Before <laughs> Rob Zombie was ruining Halloween movies, he was ruining yeah. The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't really take much notice to the uh, to the soundtrack. What? I really didn't. What? I mean, I did notice the Rage song at the end. And I was jamming kind of like, uh, kind of like your kids. <laughs> um, but well, uh, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't, again, I didn't notice it. Dan, this is coming from the guy who watched Batman and didn't pay, take notice to Danny Elfman's music. It's almost <laughs> like we need to send this guy so. to school to how to watch movies. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Cl- just close your eyes. The soundtrack just, just becomes a character. You know what it is? It's like when you're, when you're learning a new, a new skill and, you know, you have to, you know, like it's like, you know, swinging a baseball bat or, or anything. You got to like get all these things coordinated in this, you know, in, in order to complete mm. the, the skill properly. Gotcha. And, this and is your golf swing and the soundtrack yeah. is bent knees. And exactly. You just keep forgetting right. to bend your knees. Yeah. Yeah. He's, and he's, yeah. And this. He's bringing his head up on the, on the backswing. Yeah. But when I, <laughs> but when I bend my knees, then I forget to let the movie take me. Yeah. Like, I really did. wish you wouldn't say it like that. When when the movie took me, <laughs> for you know, Take like you said, I just everything like character development, music, bow. whatever, bow, cinematography, bow, bow. it all goes out the window <laughs> because bow, bow, bow. if the story's good, bow, bow, bow. <laughs> anybody want to go play volleyball with her shirts off right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling it. Oh, I'm gonna need Come a on, couple Maverick, weeks to prepare, play. man. This quarantine ain't been nice to me. People <laughs> look like Dumb and Dumber out there playing volleyball. Be so funny. Uh, <laughs> who Slow invited motion. three Seth Rogans? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> yeah. I'm more like a, I don't know, a Jonah Hill. <laughs> oh, I was going to say Chris Farley. Yeah, I'm not Carl. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's rough. Now, before I, we were talking me. about Moby and, and Mobius, uh, we were talking about Morpheus a little Morpheus. bit. Morpheus. Now, uh, are you guys familiar with the Morpheus tradition at all, or do you just know him as the name of the guy in The Matrix? I'm not familiar. Okay, so this is where this movie actually succeeds for me, right? Like okay. the the spaceship stuff, the the beige, so much beige. 
and not mm. like sepia beige, but like just boring beige. Sepia. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're not looking at like Batman Begins here, where everything is like a distinct, intentional. Right. Anyway, a love Batman Begins. Color. Don't don't, don't yes. love this one. Anyway, it's okay. Aesthetics, not everything. So Morpheus is like a, a Greek god, kind of related to sleep and dreams, right? Because he keeps waking up. But also he was mm-hmm. like a, a shaper, a form, like a, a guy who would form things, right? He was a creator, kind of like if you were to think of like a Minecraft god, right? That's okay. that's Morpheus. So it's like a illusion with an A. Mm-hmm. Allusion. Allusion. As we'd probably say in, in this area of the country. Allusion. 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 Mm. <laughs> he got that allusion. He got that allusion. Them, them Greeks... And those Italians and their illusion. <laughs> Sorry, Arkansas. <laughs> Sorry, I live near you. <laughs> but then uh, I did like also uh, the Nebuchadnezzar <coughs> reference. Anybody mm-hmm. with a, a Bible around here recognize that I name? Recog- I recognize the name. Um, hold on. It's coming back. Nebuchadnezzar was a king. Mm-hmm. Despots. Babylon. And, hold on, hold on. Okay. And mm-hmm. didn't Nebuchadnezzar, wasn't he the one who threw the three guys in the fire and they didn't burn or something something like that? I don't know. I don't know. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah, he was a king and he was yeah, like he, not so nice. Yeah, no, he was a real, real tough king. In that, the Bibli, in the Bibli, he's a king and he destroyed Solomon's temple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now he's destroying the AI's temple. With his Nebuchadnezzar ship. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The name yeah. of the ship is Nebuchadnezzar, right? Yeah. So. And weren't they trying to make a parallel between uh, Neo and being the one and being like the uh, prophesized, basically the Christ of the story? Or were they not going that route? I think it's a different one because he, you know, spoiler alert for later movies, ends up, you know, fostering a child via the, the old fashioned way, if I remember right. Right. So that's that's not the Jesus story, but he is certainly right. you know the hero's arc and all that. You're gonna get some right. of that. Uh, I used to like Nebuchadnezzar uh, because for one, he's in the Book of Daniel, and I'm kind of partial mm-hmm. to that one. Uh, mm. Also, in the old Batman show, uh, Riddler at one point boxes under the pseudonym Mushy Nebuchadnezzar. So as a kid, <laughs> I was like, oh, I know that name from Batman. I'm gonna read this right. story in the Bible. Because everything always comes back to Frank Gorshin, always. It really should. That guy should be <laughs> it king. It has to. Yes, I mean, he's I dead it. now, but like, uh, we can get a hologram. Yes. Yeah, sure. That'd be awesome. Love that guy. Now, uh, George, did you yeah. go to college? Yeah. Did you take any philosophy while you were in college? Yes. Are you familiar with the Allegory of the Cave? Allegory of the Cave. No. It's from Plato... Basically, the story in very short podcast terms. There's a guy who lives in a cave and doesn't know it. He's with all his cave buddies not knowing it. And what they Mm -hmm. think is the real world is just like shadows on the wall created by someone Mm -hmm. holding up forms behind them, projecting on the wall. And then one day he gets Mm -hmm. out and he's like, oh, damn, there's a lot more than just this cave. And then he gets back down and he's like, hey, guys in the cave, guess what? You're never going to believe me. You're never going to believe me, but and they're all like, no way, man. There's too many people. There's no way it could be because if it was someone would have told us by now and he had to 
be live with the idea that either he could live in the cave with his old friends who wouldn't believe him that or he could leave the cave to an uncertain future and leave his friends behind red pill blue pill yes so anyway i like that stuff. yeah i like that they in, a, in the next ones i hear that they put a lot in there but podcast listeners i've never seen the other two matrices because yeah <laughs> other than <laughs> I, the lobby scene in the philosophy i was kind of bored so i didn't put myself through six more hours of this right well to the uh to your point i don't know if this is philosophy or not but you remember a couple podcasts ago when i was talking about why i like tragedies Hmm. Yes. and how i basically said that you know like you know life is a tragedy but it still can be beautiful you notice that the ai they said well we made a perfect world for you to live in but it wasn't should good be happy enough, right right so we had to make this you know like you know everything was perfect but it wasn't real enough for you mm-hmm. like it's like and he actually said so i don't i forget the ex- actual line but he's like i think that you guys are wired for despair or suffering or something like Mm -hmm. that i don't know i thought it was interesting because i think it's true like no matter what you have no matter how many things they throw at you in that simulation you're still human so you're going to go down that route so it's yeah i I didn't even think of that that's pretty good so that was that was one thing that that i thought that did they did that well you know it's a missed opportunity i'm gonna point this out right now y'all are gonna think i'm crazy and then i'm gonna have to leave this cave (laughs) <laughs> but this, as a, an indirect sequel to The Truman Show, works. Yes. It really does. There you go. Yeah. Matrix Zero, The Truman Show. <laughs> it was too perfect, and eventually they figured it out. So then we had to kill yep. everybody with pods. How would you deal in a perfect world, though? I mean, these are still human bodies, which would age, decay, and die. So do you just, like, write people out of the perfect matrix and then, oh, they went to the store and they'll be back soon and then you'll forget about them and they'll never come back? Well, wouldn't they Wouldn't they die? But why like, would they die could, in a perfect world matrix, right? There's still tragedy there. If it was right. really a perfect world, wouldn't there not be death? Or would there be death? How would you handle death? There we go. How would you handle death in a perfect matrix world? I don't. I don't think that there would. Well, because the real body would eventually die. Right. 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 Unless uh, unless AI has figured out a way to keep the body Preserve, from yeah. dying. Well, no, they show growth because in the flashback they show embryos in those sacks. Yes. So they do grow there, and they probably do die there. So if your body inside well, you say the pod probably dies, do die there, but they didn't address that. Well, right. but they have I mean, the ability to flush the tub. The tub is it a tub or a tube? Right. They flush him out at that one point, like he's dead. So if they flush him out, then wouldn't the the AI version of that person just blink out? and be considered dead wouldn't you just that's die? what i'm saying like how would you handle that inside this perfect matrix world <clears throat> i want answers <laughs> wachowskis is that how you say that what wachowskis 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 are you talking about the the creators the, of the movie i don't know how to say I think their it's name wachowski. i'm really sorry guys is it a cha or a ka is it different in arkansas than it is in new jersey probably I don't know. I haven't said their name since this movie. <laughs> also, uh, one thing I was thinking that I haven't really thought about it a lot, but m- maybe a plot hole. The whole reason why, why are they trying to, you know, overcome AI? Like, the world is destroyed already. Well, and, the you whole know, human the, free, the human. real world is, you know, why? 
Yeah, but you still want to be uh, free. To not be a slave. Yeah, you, you don't want to be a slave, which I guess is the moral of that. You don't want to live in fear. You don't want to live in a tub. You don't want to wear a mask. Some people just can't handle it, man. Once they find out the truth, right? Like, I bet there were candidates who they, like, exposed, and they were just like, oh, blue pill, bye. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, well, that was uh, Joey Pantoliano. He was uh, a cipher. Cypher, yeah. He he decided he wanted to go back. He He's had enough of the real world, and he wanted to go back. So I'm sure it happened many times. And he was already red-pilled, which I don't know how that affects. Yeah. They explain real quick, oh, it messes with your things so we can track you. But it's like, mm, you just wanted that guy to swallow that pill. Like You just like watching right. people swallow pills. And what were there were only three agents? Like, I know they could take on the body of anybody that was inside the Matrix, but there was only three agents. Well, I mean, those guys are getting paid at least scale. So, I mean, you don't want to cast too many guys right. as well, agents. They could have CGI'd uh, Mr. Smith, which they do, I think, at some point. Part of it's probably just for familiarity's sake, you know? Right. Just give you this feeling of eerie, like, redundancy. Mm. But, uh, I mean, part of it, too, is just salaries, guys. I mean, it, it's... It's pre-tech boom, but we're not made of money here in Hollywood. Mm. I think that the number of agents is irrelevant. Once, once Neo. Okay, so at the end, this 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 all ties in together. The reason why the number of agents doesn't matter is because I know I was watching the movie, waiting for Neo to break the rules mm-hmm. that the AI couldn't break. Right. So they're fighting in the subway. And I'm waiting. I'm waiting for Neo to break the rules. And and, and they really made you wait for that, mm-hmm. you know? And in fact, there were times when, you know, the agent, you know, Smith, was, you know, punching super fast. And, you're, and I'm thinking, when is Neo going to get faster than this guy? Because I know he can, because I know that Morpheus said he could. Like, Morpheus... Basically, his theory was their AI, they're still bound by rules, but we're not. Right. Right? I knew that that was coming at some point, and obviously it did come in the end when he's in the hallway, and or when Neo's in the hallway, and, and he basically stops these bullets, you know, mid-hallway, and they all drop. Right. Right? That's when Neo becomes the one, and at that point, it doesn't matter how many agents there are. But they established there there could be thousands of agents at one time because they can take on the bodies of whoever is in the simulation at any point. But they never... I think it's kind of like in mm-hmm. GoldenEye where it's like, yeah, there's 12 different Russian soldiers on the screen, but there's three faces because, I mean, <laughs> come on, guys. It's 1997, <laughs> 8-9. Like, that's this era. So, I mean, yeah. Right. They're probably trying to... It adds a little, like increased i don't want to say realism but it it gives you like a a, fami- a point of familiarity if you're living in 1999 but now even 20 years later where games have reached out to the point that you can have hundreds of individual faces in a game we're just like man this game's from like 1997 <laughs> <laughs> which i mean it is kind it's of. true i love golden eye guys movie uh, so game I. soundtrack we used to do golden eye nights <laughs> We should do them again. I we should do, do them. them again. Oh Can we my do God, that on the totally network yet? Hmm. Do you guys have know. Steam? I'm sure. I think there's a GoldenEye game on Steam we could play. 
It's probably I'm sure free. there's a way to do it. I used to be so good at it, but I have not played it in so long. My my nine year old can beat me. What's the point of being good? It's all about just the silly, <laughs> being able to smack the guy next to you because he's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Trying to race to pick odd job. Ugh. Who? Yeah. No way. Who's gonna man. get odd job? You either play as 006 because Sean Bean is amazingly handsome, or you skip or all the way to the end and you play as that really cool looking guy from the caverns with like the black shirt and the beret. Oh mm. yes. Yeah. That was always Shmi. Or maybe the Siberian Commando, the guy with like the full face gas mask thing. But you gotta be odd job because it's very hard to do a headshot on odd job. <laughs> if you're good at the game, it doesn't matter if they. That's true. Nope. I was never an odd job guy. You couldn't, you couldn't slap him either. <laughs> <laughs> you had to bend over and hit him on the crouch down. Show. Oh That's what she said. That was why the the reason to get odd job is because if you can get in close, you can just slap someone to death, and it, it's really entertaining. <laughs> you know, you know? A, a, quick, a, a, a quick further aside on that game. For, for children who are listening to this who are, I mean, anyone under the age of 30 probably, yeah. GoldenEye is a game that came on a plastic cartridge, which is like an SD card that you can't overwrite, but huge. And it had a battery in it, and hopefully mine's still good, because if it's not, I'm going to cry. Anyway, <laughs> here's the thing about GoldenEye that you guys don't understand. There were no easy ways to beat anything. So you would get really good at a level on Double O Agent, and you'd beat it for all your friends. And then the levels you were bad at, you'd have to have your friends beat it for you. Mm-hmm. Everybody had a specialty, man. Bunker 2, that's me. Aztec, that's Brian. If you need Aztec beaten on Double O Agent, you go to Brian, not me. I can't do it. Nice. Yeah, it was Fortnite way before Fortnite. I think I was Facilities. Facility was good. Did you ever get the, uh, did you ever unlock all the codes? Yes. So Not all of them, but oh, yeah. Dude, it, you know, years later, it turned out there was a way you could do that without actually doing all the work, but they hit it so well that nobody knew it until, like, probably 2002. Wow. Yeah, they did a really good job. Plus, the codes are, like, 15 entries long, so nobody could figure mm. it out by accident. Right. It's not like Contra. No. No, it's... it's <laughs> no, no. Up, up, down, down? No? Yeah, my five-year-olds know <laughs> the Contra code. Just because. because it's on T-shirts It now. makes an excellent... <laughs> it's a great Atari song, if you're into the Ataris, yeah. the punk band. I know I know of the Ataris. I don't think I've ever heard that song. Yeah, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B.A. start. Today was a good day. Didn't even have to use my AK. At least I didn't get my heart broken anyway. Wasting time in East New Jersey. Hey, it's one of you guys. You New mm-hmm. Jersey people. We are in East New Jersey. Whoa. There you go. Nice. No wonder you guys are so into punk rock. No, actually, are we West? I think we're West. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, yeah you are we're, definitely we're in West. West Jersey. We're West. Yeah, we're West Jersey. <laughs> 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 I was thinking that. Man, I'm so like many Easter. maps on this show. <laughs> this is a geography show. Well, it's about to be a biology show. George, are you ready for me to red pill you? Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Are you ready? What about you, Travis? Are you taking the red pill? I don't need a blue pill, but I'll take a red pill. Let me (laughs) let you guys in on a little secret that uh, it's not a secret anymore because it's it's been all over the internet for the past, it's August of 2020, folks, when we're recording this, uh, for the past two months or three months. uh, The Wachowski brothers, who are now the Wachowski siblings, are so sick of people on the internet using the term red pill colloquially to mean fascism? I'm really confused as to how it can be used positively. Maybe you guys can explain that. But here's the deal. This entire movie is a metaphor 
for coming out as transgendered. And here is why the red pill, blue pill thing is important. At the time, in the late 90s, there was not the growing support that there is today for that community. And so you had two choices. You could take antidepressants and anti-anxiety medicine and just kind of blur the rest of your life away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or you could do hormone replacement therapy, which in the late 90s came in a red pill. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I've sent you guys a picture. Look at these two freeze frames of my friend, the the bug from your guts. In the context of the actual like meaning of the red pill, do you see why I sent you those particular freeze frames of the bug in the guts? It looks like a human appendage. It looks like a penis. Yeah. So here he is as a character being given an appendage he didn't ask for. And then a lady with masculine features and a short haircut somewhere on the line between the two genders removes it for him in the back of a car. Okay, the back of the car thing. (laughs) But I mean, it's the 90s. Who knows? I wasn't there. Right. But... This whole movie is a metaphor for trans uh, transforming, whatever the official term is, to transmute from one gender to the other or to the in-between. Isn't that interesting? 20 years we sat on this Shut thinking up. it That's was a movie about shooting guns in a lobby. And gr- it, I always thought it was a Greek philosophy thing myself, uh, but I guess it was more than that. So this is from the director's from writer's the, from mouth? The directors. Yeah, they've been talking about it on okay. Twitter more and more because they're so sick of seeing this thing that they, they built that was so beautiful and kind of their own be co-opted by a but group that so, has changed it's it. It's so obscurely represented. Like, if that's what you wanted to do... Now, I know the, the time frame makes you want to keep it in the closet, but uh, that is so not close to what I got from it. Like I knew there was an underlying uh, message there, but I would have never thought of that. So they kind of failed it. I guess they kind of, you know, did this on their own. Like they would have little parties and be like, yeah, this is what that's about. But it probably fell on so many people to not mean that. But you know, I bet if you were in that community, I bet if you are of, you know, of the transgender, I'm sure you look at this movie, you're like, Oh shit, that's my jam. But I'm not going to get it as a cis boring person. I'm not going to understand. And so I'm glad that they brought that out and and said that because for the last year or two, I've been hearing people talk about getting red pilled and it means something way different now. What was the inscription above the door in the kitchen, in the Oracle's kitchen? It was know thyself. Oh, was it? I think. Yeah. Hmm. See, I thought it was, um, I mean, obviously... I'm not in that situation either, Dan, like you. And so I thought it was, it, it was a, uh, the story, not the story, but like the point was to be true to yourself or to take control of kind of like to transcend your situation basically. Well, and that's, the, and yeah, you're right. It is. It's Latin for know thyself. Uh, mm-hmm. I just looked it up. Uh, but yeah, I guess it was inscribed according to this post on Reddit. Uh, at the Temple of Apollo in Greece, where the famous Oracle hmm. of Delphi resided. And so it, it doesn't limit itself to their specific situation. You're right. It is a more general tale about overcoming your situation. But yeah, it's open just seeing where they came from to get that very specific red pill, blue pill thing, mm-hmm. which really, if you took that scene out, the movie's no different. Right. You're like, hey, you got to get in this boat. Okay. 
Or yeah, no, he doesn't have to make it. He doesn't have to take a pill. He doesn't have to take a pill. He just has to make a choice. Well, that's the thing. The pill doesn't do like what does the pill do? What is the actual MacGuffin purpose of the pill? It changes the tracking so we can track you. They've been tracking yeah, him for the never, whole movie. It never, it right. never comes up again. See, I always. This is all interesting, but I always looked at the pill as clarity, like uh, just you can remain in the dark about what's going on, or you can have full clarity. That's how I always interpreted it. Yeah. And then him taking the pill, I took that as just full trust. Like, if you trust me, you will take this pill, and we will take this journey. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, like you said, the pill really doesn't mean anything. It doesn't do anything to the character. It's a symbol. But it's a symbol of yeah. trust. That's why I always looked at it as, like... Uh, Morpheus is telling him, you know, take this pill. I will give you clarity so you will understand your existence and understand what all this is about. And to further that point, kind of like the uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker. Great power comes great power responsibility. Power comes great responsibility. So, yes. you know, everybody thinks that they want to know, but knowing, you know, kind of increases your culpability. Yeah. Because as a child, you know you look at your parents in a certain way and you look at, you know, life a certain way. And then when you get older and you get full knowledge of who your parents are and, you know, it, it changes everything. Cause now you're, you have full clarity on, you know, your childhood, you have full clarity on their life. You understand because you're now a parent. Oh yeah. You understand what they've been lots. through. Yeah. And it's like, it, to me, that's kind of like ingesting the red pill. Cause you're, you could choose to, keep your parents on a pedestal and and say well not not that they would never say that dude Trav, it can be anything <clears throat> right so I, I always thought it was open to interpretation it's funny that they because of what's going on today that they're they're now coming out with this and they're they're making it very specific well but mm -hmm. i don't know if they're when it could be well and that's so it's one of those it's a nuanced thing right like the movie itself still works in a general sense the movie is not about being transgender so much as it is right like written through a lens of a person who is transgender so and knowing yourself and being yourself and knowing yeah. yourself and being, and being what yourself, you're supposed which to be is specific for everybody's situation right including me and my <laughs> uh but right. that's okay I'm <laughs> right now and but just because we <laughs> that's all i'm saying and it is it is about your potential too your potential mm -hmm. to notice that <laughs> i need to get off this, this <laughs> no your your potential pill. listen you got you finally got a Hey, Stop just because <laughs> I said years ago, if we would just who they'd and what happened, okay. guys. I, don't know. I honestly, Dan, I think I think that the at this point is going going to you many so yeah. But the, but they, but they're that. right. These are these are blue pills. Guys. <laughs> I don't want them. <laughs> blue pills. Blue pills. Also, uh, the movie, you know, that would probably be something we'd look into more. It would have looked into more like, what is the deal with this red pill, blue pill thing? Except lobby scene is amazing in the 90s mm -hmm. and early 2000s. Also, the blue pill that followed this movie <laughs> changed everybody's opinion <laughs> of what the yeah. blue pill was. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Boner pills. And well, so again, the blue pill is an illusion. It is an illusion. Yeah, that's what she said. That's not what but she said. Now to go to go back to your, I don't want to go off topic too far, but there oh, there, is, there is a movie that I can't remember when it came out. We but don't talk a about scene. movies here, Travis. Okay, I'll I'll try not to. 
Uh, yeah, you have any ge- geography topics? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know where this movie took place. All I know is in the kitchen of this house, they have a discussion about how the movie Top Gun is a commentary on Maverick's struggle with his homosexuality. And they talk about it. It's hilarious. Now, you have, did you ever see Top Gun? It sounds like a conversation that happened clerks. It's not in clerks. I'm pretty it sure sounds we had like this that, conversation yeah. about 10 minutes ago. Did we? We were talking about George playing beach volleyball. Yes. And then I well, they talk. The, they the, they talk about that. The and they say that. how Maverick was not interested in Kelly McGillis's character, and and he goes to her house after the volleyball game where all the men are shirtless, and he takes a shower at a house, and nothing happens, and then she wanted something to happen, but he didn't do anything, and then the next morning he sees her in the elevator, and she's wearing a baseball hat and a bomber jacket, and that's when they fell in love. <laughs> Mm. So it, it's hilarious. I think it might be John Favreau talking, but it's like one of those movies where it's like uh, Eric Stoltz or somebody in the kitchen, and they're just—it's at a party, and they're just pontificating about this movie, uh, Top Gun. It's hilarious. I recommend it. I wish I knew what movie it was. I'm gonna have to Google it. Yeah, but it's funny. You have you, if if you haven't seen Top Gun, then you won't get all the references. But it's still funny. I I, I know a little bit about Top Gun. I haven't. I haven't seen they it. They specifically talk about scenes. You know, I watched but. one the other day. Uh, it's called Live Like a Cop, and the subtitle is Die Like a Man. And it's directed by <laughs> Ruggiero Diodato, who's like the guy that did um, Cannibal, Cannibal Holocaust, right? Okay. Like, this guy is an infamous Italian director, and this is a cop movie, buddy cop kind of thing. They're like partners out there kicking butt, you know, and it's Ray Lovelock, who's kind of dreamy, and... Uh, the whole movie is just sexual tension between the two. And I was like, man, like it's never stated explicitly. But I was like, man, look at this, like, you know, <laughs> this famous Italian director just they're just sneaking that subtext in, probably <laughs> to laugh at the audience as they're like, yeah, man, that's my favorite movie. I high five my buddies and we get out there and we hang out together and we watch his movie and we all get hard. It's awesome. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> just circle jerk for an they hour. They never once address it, <laughs> right? It's never like, oh, hey, by the way, this movie's real progressive for 1976. But it, right. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, you guys have to watch that movie. It's a good movie. I mean, okay, it's a stupid cop movie, but um, yeah. Anyway, not the only movie I've seen lately where they sneak a little. It's something no Lethal in. Weapon, right? No, no, it's no. There's no sexual tension in Lethal Weapon <laughs> <laughs> that I can oh. that I can see. Yikes! <laughs> Actually, I don't know if I remember that movie well. We might have to watch that movie for me at some point because I haven't seen that since right. like the it's, it's, early '90s. Probably on stuff. TV. Like, okay, yeah. Live like a cop, die like a man. Share every woman in that movie one at a time. It was very strange. They take turns every time. Wow. Like, what are you guys in? Like, that's your first question when you're watching this movie. It's like, why do they keep doing that? Then by the end of the movie, you're like, Cause it feels oh, good. gotcha. Cool. Then everything explodes. <laughs> that's hot. It's not very subtle. No. <laughs> It just comes to a head. It's a very, it's not a good, now that I think about it, it's a poorly done movie, even by Diodato's standards. If you ever want to see a good Diodato, though, guys, for real, uh, Waves of Lust sounds like a Cinemax movie. It's actually right. really good. It's got all kinds, it's got Al Cliver, John Steiner, a couple of ladies who are probably famous. I think one of them was. Duke? No, John the guy from Tenebrae. 
Have you guys seen Tenebrae yeah, yet? I don't know who mm, that is, no. We're gonna have to watch Tenebrae. Okay. Never heard of it. What? What? Me never. neither. I don't what? think I've ever heard of it. Tenebrae? The best Tenebrae? Dario Argento. I went to movie? high school with a Tenebrae. Sound for Oh God. John Steiner is in Waves of Lust. You got Al Cliver before he got all weird and kind of mean by the zombie movies. It's a good one, and it's all kinds of like edgy and weird, you know. It's a uh, hmm. you gotta check Put it, it on my list. Good. Yeah, I'm gonna take you guys on a tour of Italy sometime, but just the <laughs> trash, not the good stuff. Yeah. No, uh, no artistic Italian movies unless you count the Argento stuff. <laughs> it's all trash. So we're not watching that Diane Lane movie about Tuscany. Okay. <laughs> no, no, but I'll we will her. watch uh, some Greek stuff too. Uh, some really weird Greek, some stuff. weird Greek stuff. <laughs> it's on Mykonos. It's pretty scenery. <laughs> you don't sound like you're coming with me on that journey. That's okay. It's for the better. <laughs> Sounds like a lone it's trip. It's not good. That's that. That might be a solo. <laughs> I'll I'll come with you just to be the contrarian in the group. Okay. It's great. Uh, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> just won't let it. Yeah. Okay. Toga, toga. Oh man, I did watch Revenge of the Nerds this week, guys. You did. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up. It doesn't. It's funny. There's some real. There are some funny parts, but certain parts of that movie are just so wrong, objectionable. Yeah. And not like in an offensive way, but in like a criminal legal way yeah but that was the 80s i guess yeah I they got know. away with so much like even uh even some of the greats like some of the classics you're like oh my god did they just do that like like you said in nerds i had to actually google it because i didn't know what you were referring to when we talked about it when you said there was like a rape scene in there i'm like wait what i know about the panty raid but there's a rape scene and then i realized you're right that he wears a mask yeah, and yeah. No, so you're right, but yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. I just thought of it like kind of like when you watch those old '70s and '80s uh, European and Russian game shows where they, uh, you know, it's kind of like hidden camera, but they they basically put people in sexually, uh, it's almost sexual harassment. Like they'll the they'll get na- you talking about they'll get naked in front of people what? and 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 then they laugh you about won't it come with me to mykonos to watch a, cra- a trashy greek movie from the 70s but you'll watch russian hidden camera pp tape stuff very strange no 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 it's like they take a, a, a woman and she'll go into like a sauna and when she's in there they change the locker room into an office so when she comes out there's like five men sitting there in business suits and she's like half naked and it's like funny to your so was the sauna in in an office, or did they make a no, fake office outside? They made of a, sauna? a fake office outside of a sauna. So, so it's they like, were like, it, "Hey, we need five guys to sit here, so when that lady comes out naked, right, she'll feel like." So it's borderline looking. Me Too harassment, but Ooh. in Europe it was funny, like mm. uh, like upskirt stuff, like uh, ladies in li- in the library, and she's up on the ladder, and her dress falls, and the old man is like, "Wow." And they all laugh about it once they point it's out like the camera. It's like candid camera. It's candid camera, yeah. but it's like it's like adult candid camera. Yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, like, all this shit is questionable. It's all harassment. Yeah. But it's this comedy. This might be why they always say the Italian sex comedy has not made a comeback like all the Italian and Greek and British 
slasher stuff from the mm-hmm. 70s because it quote unquote doesn't translate well to an american audience right a lot of the I'm, ones i've seen are like, like in that? russia i bet it's like that yeah it's like russian so you know they'll have a, a a sign outside of a store and it says come in for you know free massage and when you come in the woman is naked and just to like, get the and you're like yeah okay but then are you well no but most of the guys are looking at her like wow hello but that wouldn't fly like that's that's the kind of shit today that would get you you know canceled or you know? like i mean i i don't know or that arrested one, that one in particular arrested. i don't know if that would get you canceled they, i mean it you, they may still let you play in the playoffs well if it was next week as long as you're an owner of you know yeah a big team oh jesus <laughs> as long as you're in a good market yeah as yeah. long as you're you know in New good, England. good tv market so, George, I don't mean to throw you in the back of a car and attack you with a dental x-ray machine, but I need to get the answers out of you as quickly as possible. What did you think of The Matrix? I thought it was good. I, I mean, I'd, it, like out of four stars, it's got three and a half. Did it meet your expectations because you were looking forward to it? Yeah, it okay. did. Well, that's good. That's all that matters. Yeah. Are you going to watch the sequels? You might Probably. like them. Yeah, you should. Probably. I think you should. There's you might want to catch up on your Greek philosophy before you do, just saying. Mm. Especially with okay. the uh, albino twins. I'm joking, but they're in that's there. That's a different... That, I think that's <laughs> the, <laughs> the Mantrix has the albino twins. the Mantrix? Twins. No, there's the albino twins in the second Matrix. Yeah, I'll take your word for I, it, I man. Oh, you didn't I'm say gonna, it, so you don't... I'm going to send out the homework on this one, because... Yeah. Eh. Yeah. I do like the lobby scene, though, I guess. I don't know. There's a lot of guns. I look at it as George looked forward to this movie for a long time. It's a 20... 30-year-old movie, 20-something-year-old 20 movie. 21-year-old 20, 20, 20, yeah. movie. And it met his expectations, and it holds up. And yeah. the story speaks to you, and it, it gives you what you wanted. So so be it. That's good. There's a lot of movies I own that no one else likes. So, Do you guys not beautiful. like this movie? I like it, but I to me, I like... I. It's not like one of my favorites. I mean, Dan, I like you it. don't have to answer. I know you don't like it. So. <laughs> no, it's fine. I mean, I like it. I like it. I like what they're doing with it. I like that they had the freedom as kind of a lesser known pair. I mean, if you've seen their early stuff, it's not nearly on this scale. Right. Uh, that they were able to get so much into it from like the intellectual perspective while also doing the awesome effects. Like all that is great. But is the sum greater than the parts i don't think so right i don't it doesn't gestalt for me see i look at it more like in a in a world of hollywood where they all do remakes and whatever and there's no not an original idea to be had movies like the matrix and fifth element and stuff like that where you watch it you know the the dark city you know they take that superhero feel but it's original enough where it's not biting off anything it sets its own precedence. It sets its own tone. I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, if- I, I think it was original enough. It w- it was so original that I I couldn't watch it as myself. Like I couldn't watch it as George thinking, mm-hmm. you know, oh, this character that this character, you know, this is what's going to happen. Blah blah blah. I really thought Morpheus was going to die. Right. I really thought he had to. Like, you know what like I mean? Sacrifice. The whole thing is uh, is so far fetched. It's so sci fi mm-hmm. that it's like, you know, they set their own rules. 
and so you so you're watching the movie thinking okay this isn't real this isn't real life's rules this is this movie's rules Mm -hmm. and so you sit down you watch it trying to figure out what's going on based on their rules that they set for the movie so yeah it, it was original enough to where i couldn't watch it like i normally watch a movie Right, and it was original then. Now it's been borrowed from a lot. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of parts in that movie and themes in that movie that have been redone and reused. So it might not be original now, but if you watched it in 2000 or 1999, it was original. Yeah. So it but changed the, everything, man. Yeah, this was the movie everything. that made DVD like a must-own format. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about how big a deal that is. Just barring all the pop culture references. The difference in home media today doesn't, you don't get to streaming without Netflix. You don't get to Netflix without DVDs. Right. Thank you, Matrix, for ruining. Thank you, Suncoast. (laughs) (laughs) I miss you. And and it's one of those movies that'll be in your library, and you'll probably watch it again because it's enjoyable enough for you because your first experience was good. Yeah. So it's not like it was a chore to watch. No. So that's good. And it would be a good movie to reboot at some point. I think they're going to eventually do a sequel or something. But, right. you know, like, if anything, you don't have to really up the special effects. You could just kind of, you know, streamline the narrative a little bit. Give me more jumping, shooting. Well, Matrix Keanu looks so good. A little bit less of the floaty thing. You could put Keanu in it. He probably looks like he could run no, another three they, movies. I think they actually are, yeah. from what I heard. So, yeah, man. Nice. Hey, George. Yes. Have you ever seen... The Matrix. I have now. But have you really seen it, man? I mean, like, seen it? Or have you just, like, watched the I'm movie? I'm questioning whether I'm living in it. Ooh. <laughs> Travis, I think we did our work this yes. week. Yes. But what are we going to do next week? <clears throat> Funny how it came up in our last conversation about music and movies and how it sets a tone Ooh, and how boy. you, uh, you know, have to pay attention to it. Are we doing 1776? <laughs> no, Would we're somebody doing open showboat. Up a showboat. Sit down, John. <laughs> Rogers and Hammerstein. Um, rent? Are we doing rent? Are we doing rent. Hamilton? Hamilton. Ooh. That would be a good one. Want to go out? <clears throat> we are doing tonight. this week. We will be watching John Carpenter's Halloween. Really? Yes. Yes. The time has come, George. The time has come. How? Are you ready? What do you mean how? We just did it. <laughs> is is Dan flying up here? Or, or No, we're not doing it that way. Oh, that sucks. I know. I thought you were surprising me. <laughs> Dan's oh, coming up next week. Yeah, I'm going to drive through in. a pandemic to watch a 45-year-old movie with you guys. But yes, watch it once. Love it, I hope. And then if you don't, I'll make you love it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next week will be a two-hour episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. Oh, geez. Just the podcast was going to be two hours long. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it'll be it, yeah. yeah easily. Then I'm going to have to mail you a book. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, because it is probably one of my favorite movies, and I know it's one of Dan's favorite movies. So hopefully. Changed my life, like, will, for sure. Yeah, it will be one of your favorite movies. Or not. I mean, you might hate it. Yeah, you could but hate then it. The, then the podcast is canceled. So. <laughs> I'm taking my shit. I'm going home. <laughs> and bring any of this shit. Fine, I'm going home. <laughs> it's all your shit. <laughs> None of this shit's yours. None of this shit is yours. <laughs> Fine. I'm out of here. I don't need anything but this TV guide and this chair and this remote control. Sorry. Jerk reference.
<laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for sticking with the Remedial Film Class podcast. As always, you can contact us on Twitter and Instagram at, at Remedial Film Pod. You can also get us at Facebook.com slash Remedial Film Pod. Or you can even email us at remedialfilmpod at gmail.com. We'll see you here next week. <laughs> <laughs>